Greetings, it's Terry at Cottage in the Court. Well, it's March, and we're already in the second week of March, no less. Can you feel the seasons changing? You can feel it in the breeze. You can definitely feel it when you sneeze. The wind is stirring up all kind of allergens, but that will not keep me indoors. Look around you. The daffodils are up. Crocuses are up. It's just a beautiful time of year and the perfect way to transition from one season to the next. It's also a month where we celebrate women. It's Women's History Month. And I couldn't think of a better time to introduce you to two ladies I recently met. One of the four objectives of Women's History Month is to celebrate women's achievements and accomplishments. These two women, the women of Garden Spots, have definitely achieved their dreams and they're growing. And I can't wait for you to hear their story and perhaps become a little more interested in their mission. Allow me to introduce the women of Garden Spots. Hi, ladies. How are you? Good evening. How are you, Terry? Absolutely wonderful. Tell my listeners who each of you are and uh, how you met and what Garden Spots is. Well, I'm Deborah, and uh, uh, Michaela and I met uh, in classes at Montgomery College. We were both career changers. Um, I was working in research, uh, and I just couldn't sit behind a desk anymore. Just couldn't do it. Um, my kids were out of the house, so it was a good time to kind of take a risk money-wise, and I went back to school full-time, and we met in classes. And Michaela, you want to pick it up? <laughs> sure. Uh, this is Michaela, and uh, like Deborah, I had a, a different job. It was a solid 40 hours a week. I was working, I was a project manager with the government, and um not enjoying it particularly. I had a nice windowless office and I found that challenging. So along the way, I decided that I would pursue a passion. You know, you listen to Oprah enough and you feel like you've got to follow your bliss. And um, I hit that, that end of an era, you know, I was at late fifties and I thought, okay, it's time to do what I want to do. So um, like Deborah, we went over to Montgomery College that has a really outstanding horticultural program. They have a, offer a certificate and it's 19 college credits to get the certificate. And so uh, she and I were both taking classes and met and discussed the fact that we were both looking for second careers in, in our passion 
place, which would be something to do with plants. And we both acknowledged we were way too old to be part of a landscape team and go into people's yards and dig holes and plant about trees. Way. Wait a minute, I don't know about way, but. <laughs> All right, let's face it, you're in better shape than I am, but, but I knew there was no way I was planting a tree and hauling, you know, hundreds of pounds around somebody's yard. So we really, we sat down and brainstormed what could we do um, as women, as two women to start a new business and where was there a niche in the industry that we could fill. And as we brainstormed, we literally came across the idea of container gardens or planters being delivered to your host. So we decided this is something we could do online. Instead of making people come into a garden center, they could just go on our webpage, say, I like this arrangement, I like this pot, buy it online and we'll deliver it to your house. It's a very simple concept, um, but it's been working pretty well. Yeah. And wow. it was, it, yeah. And it was something no one else was doing. You can go into a garden center and pick up pots with and plants and you can order online, but they don't come assembled. I mean, if you go to an online garden center, they'll send you plants, they'll send you soil, they'll send you a pot. But if you're in an apartment, what are you gonna do with that bag of soil? And where are you going to store these things? And do you know what plants go together? Um, so it seemed like a really good idea. And it was strange that in this day and age of everything being ordered online that nobody else had picked up on that yet. Um, and, uh, the, we went to the, um, the Women's Business Center the Rock, in Rockville, and they really were wonderful. I mean, they provide a free service, and they helped talk us through business plans, and they had us really do some research. And that's where we discovered that this really was an open niche, that this wasn't going on. Um, and so we looked at, you know, what we what we were working against, like garden centers, like mail order, and this is totally different where we come and assemble it for you. And that way there's no mess, there's no leftovers. We bring a broom, we bring tarps, we clean off your deck after we pot things. So it's it's really a unique service. So, so this is I, something not only for like a busy professional, this is even something for a busy mom or a senior. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Because we bring whatever it is you want to purchase to your house. You really don't have to worry about um, any kind of mess or picking anything up or hauling it around. And we have our website broken into um, shade loving plants and sun loving plants. And if you don't know if you have full sun or if you have shade, I mean, if you a lot of people really are quite confused about how many how many hours of sun they've got. So we've got a little experiment on the website that walks you through how to figure out how many hours of sun you've got at your house, and then you'll know exactly which planters will work at your house. You all are are both mothers, and you have looked at this concept like. In a, in a very nurturing vein. We wanna make sure that you have the right plant for the right conditions and a pot and you don't have to worry about it. We're gonna put it in for you. And do you leave people instructions on care or do you offer maintenance? We don't do the maintenance, but we do have care and feeding uh, information on our website. And when we leave a card, it says, please visit 
the care and feeding page on the website for information. We also have a kind of a biweekly newsletter that goes out. It goes out more often during the growing months and less often over the winter, but that newsletter has lots of information on care, taking care of your plants. Um, we have a bunch of videos. We have our own YouTube page now, and we have videos on how to water and how to prune and how to fertilize and what the difference is between granular fertilizer and long-term and water-soluble. And so we really take a lot of pride in our uh, customer care in on helping people because a lot of our customers aren't used to growing things and they they don't understand what is a best practice for a shady plant or a best practice for a sunny plant so we're always happy to answer questions and walk people through whatever uh, questions they've got it's also I, I think that that's one of the great things about plants in pots because it's not like in your yard it's a lot easier to care for there shouldn't even be any weeding in your pot um, that you have to do. And it's pretty easy to swap it out for the seasons. And that's something else we do is we do offer refills and we change plants up over the course of the summer. Um, but when you're talking about being nurturing, uh, we were both lifelong gardeners, which is how we decided on this as a second career. And we did sort of it, it ended up being research, even though I'm not sure either of us intended it that way, but we were both working in various areas in the field. I became a master gardener in, in Montgomery County. So I was working with the, yeah, working with the public on problems that they have. And Michaela was at one of the garden centers. And so she was seeing what people were coming in for. So we were both working part-time while we were doing these other while well, we were doing classes and we sort of saw where people were with plants um and it's you know it you, you end toward that and i would say michaela said we don't do maintenance but we do do a summer midsummer tune-up because when we do our pl planters we put in a long-term fertilizer and so many people have commented on how well the plants do all summer that is absolutely the secret to use an encapsulated fertilizer that so you don't have to remember to fertilize mm -hmm. but it does wear off partway for through the summer so we do we we will come and trim your your overgrowns back and add more long-term fertilizer so you don't have to worry about it but that that also makes it easy and that fertilizer takes you to the next season or into the fall lasts. as well yeah it's like a 90 to 100 day fertilizer depending mm -hmm. on the temperatures uh, so if we are planting you, say, in May, or we deliver a planter in May, it'll get you through June, July, and August. By August, you may be saying, this thing was pretty, but I'm ready for something new. Or you may want a little more fertilizer to get you through October. But then by October, we can come and, and replant your whole planter for you and put in you know, pansies and mums and cabbages and, and other seasonal items. Right. And you wouldn't refertilize that over the winter, even though pansies will live through the winter in this area. Pansies and ornamental cabbage look really nice. And we actually sell a pot with pansies and then putting bulbs inside. So then the bulbs come up in the spring and you do not need to refertilize that because everything grows so slowly over the winter. And then the bulbs, of course, have their own stored food. That's the whole point of the bulb. They come up on their own. <laughs> Your first combination planter. The first one that we did, well, we have, we put up a whole selection of them. We try to have a few for sun and a few for shade. Um, 
And we, we try to stick to easy care things. So things you don't necessarily have to deadhead yourself. And for your listeners who don't know, there are some summer plants that if you don't cut off the blossoms as they fade, you won't get new blossoms. Most of our plants will shed their, their blossoms themselves and keep producing. Um, so they're, they're good annuals. Um, we're really, we really love Calibracoa. Cali's in a pot. They fill and they overflow and you can put lots of different colors in there. Um, we, we like to have some pot selections that have uh, really low water plants in them, mm-hmm. things like Lantana and Portulaca. Zinnia. Uh, Zinnia and Vinca. In fact, we have a, a new planter this year called Desert Sun specifically for those people who go away for the weekend and don't want to have to deal with watering because they're, it's filled with plants that are low water plants. It's, it's much more of a challenge in the shade, finding pretty things that will stay blooming in the shade. I mean, obviously you can always go for something that has really pretty colorful foliage like coleus or like caladium, the big leaf plants that come in lots of pretty colors. Um, Heuchera, which is a mounding plant. It sends up a a little flower in the spring, but what's really attractive is the foliage. Indeed, yep, yep. So of the ones, of the planters that you guys have done, each of you, what's your favorite? My favorite was one that has um, kind of a speckled, caladium in the middle it was called it's called miss muffet and it's a lighter cream colored leaf with some green and then i would say pink freckles on it and combining that with um hot pink impatience and some green extra green foliage that is my favorite i just i i love that one <laughs> it's so bright in the shade yeah. it is it's very yeah. cheerful and different yeah yeah and and my favorite is one that we call actually crayon box. It's got every single color in it. We put in red and hot orange and yellow and purple, one of every little plant. And it's just, it's just a beautiful riot of color. So when, really when do you, you have repeat clients, I'm sure. Do you get to know um, your, your clients better by the, the, the deliveries? Like, do you know that Mrs. Smith last year chose uh, Miss Muffet Caladium and you think she'd like it again with a twist? Do you get to know your people that way? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we have a yeah. bunch of, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say we have several clients that have, well, they're fun to talk to, but they also have special interests at their house, say, or special challenges. One woman has a huge deer problem. So every year we try to come up with some creative way to give her lots of color and, uh, you know, thwart the deer. And then other women live on a balcony and they have a lot of shade, but then they also deal with wind. And, and so we know what they want. We know where they're going. And when we design new, um, new arrangements in the spring, we always keep them in mind as we're ordering things. And, and in fact, just today, Deborah and I were having a conversation about the woman with the massive deer problem saying, well, you know, this would really work for her. We should try this. We actually keep notes. We have, we have a running (laughs) 
document and we, we put in notes. And when people tell us things don't work, we note that too for them. I mean, at this particular one with the deer, it was crazy. The deer were eating things that they absolutely don't eat in other places. And we just couldn't figure out what to do for her. Um, but last year we succeeded. This was our third shot and they touched nothing in that pot. So wow. she was really happy this year. <laughs> I would imagine. And a happy customer is a good customer. That's for sure. Absolutely. So what's new for spring 2022? Well, what's new is actually already started in the winter. We've started a line of kits for growing at home. And there's a couple of things that's great about that. One is that we can actually mail those outside our delivery area because until now, if you were outside our 15 miles, it's, it's just the two of us. We have no employees, you know, no truck driver. That's our goal. We'd like to get big enough to have a full-time driver who's just delivering and then we can expand our area. But we're caring for the plants, we're creating the pots, we're delivering them. We're also doing the bookkeeping and the advertising. So it's a lot. Um, but so we started this line of winter uh, kits. The first one was already out two weeks ago. That's the microgreens. So you get the little, the little uh, containers to grow them in. We provide the seed starting mix. You don't have to go buy soil. We provide enough seeds for three cycles of three different kinds of greens. So that's nine crops. Mm -hmm. um, and a spray bottle. Then spray bottle to keep them watered. Yep. Um, and uh, the end of this week, and what's really great about these kits is we formed a partnership with Carrie Angle, who's the weekend gardener uh, in WBAL in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And so she's doing how-to videos for us to go with them. And we're, we've scheduled another one with her. So next week, our bulb kit will come out. So you can have bulbs. And as many of your listeners probably know, if you forget to chill your bulbs or get them out for the winter, they won't come up in the spring, but we've actually been chilling them. So they're all ready to go. So you can put them in an indoor pot by a sunny window and have tulips or daffodils blooming for Easter, which is just a lovely thing to have right in yeah. your home early spring. Um, what else have we got new for coming up for this summer? We got a lot of new kinds of pots, new planters. Oh. Well, oh. one of the things, whenever we come up with something really new, um, I mean, we've offered tomatoes and herbs and plants, you know, annuals every year. But if we come up with something that we think is really unusual, we like to test it out on a group first mm -hmm. and we call them our beta testers. So we had a beta test group um, grow the microgreens and give us a lot of feedback. And so we made a lot of changes based on their experiences. And we're doing the same with the bulbs. They're going to, uh, our betas are going to try the bulbs and then give us feedback. So one of the things we're going to do this year, and this was recommended by um, a representative at Harris Seed, is we're going to have our betas test out growing cucumbers in hanging baskets. Now, the people at Harris Seed said that this works really well. I personally have never done it, but I think people could really have a good time with it, especially, let's say, if you've got a balcony or a really small space. Um, and we are getting a very tiny variety of cucumber. It's called Mexican sour gherkins. Some people call them Barbie watermelons because the, the cucumbers, they're literally like an inch and a half long and they look like 
the perfect watermelon for Barbie, but they taste like cucumber. They are just faintly sour. Like maybe there's a lemony flavor in the background. They are adorable. And so we've got flats of those coming and our betas are going to try growing them in um, hanging baskets this year. So that's going to be new for us, uh, but it won't be on our website. That'll be a beta experiment. Um, We're also, we're working with some schools that want to develop specialty gardens for their kids. Mm -hmm. So we're creating uh, or helping them create like tactile gardens where, you know, you'll have fuzzy plants or sticky plants or spiky plants, all different kinds of plants. Um, And then we're going to get them into the great sunflower project where they Mm -hmm. can grow sunflowers and go out and count pollinators. But this same rep at Harris Seeds um, was telling me about a new popcorn that they're doing a trial with. That's gorgeous. It gets 12 feet tall. It's variegated. So it's green and cream and pink striped leaves. It gets um, full size ears of popcorn that are ruby red, but when they pop, they'll be white. <laughs> no, it's wow. a good thing. So they're thinking about trying this uh, or offering this through their seed catalogs. And we're going to have the schools be part of the trial so the kids can go out and keep data on this project uh, or on the product and then write up a little report, submit it back to Harris. But in the meantime, they're going to grow this popcorn. And then at the end of the year, popcorn's a crop that's easy to share between a lot of people. So if you have 15 kids growing the popcorn and then you take all the popcorn everybody can get a little bit at least because you take it off the the cob and then you'll have a project so so when we say something's new for us it's new for us this year but you may not see it on the um website until next year depending on how things go though this year the the microgreens kit is out the um tulips are out or the bulb forcing is out and then the rest of it uh but if any of your listeners are in our area and want to be part of the beta test group, we're happy to sign them up. Yep. Hit the contact form. But what you're forgetting, what we beta tested last year is going to show up on our website this year, which is full-size sweet corn. Did you know that you can grow sweet corn in a patio pot? As long well, as That's outrageous. Really? Seven yep. stalks you can put in a 20-inch pot as long as you have at least six hours of sun. And the key to growing corn in a pot, because corn is wind pollinated. That's why you see it in big fields and it pollinates itself when the wind blows. Obviously, if you put it in a round pot, the wind's just gonna blow the pollen out of it. So we have a video on how to hand pollinate the corn. And we beta tested it last year and by goodness, it works. (laughs) It works really well. You are, it's it's more fun and a novelty. It's great for kids, especially with the hand pollinating. You only get one ear per stalk and you can put seven stalks in your pot, but still it's fun and you will get seven real ears of corn to eat, which yeah, so fun. so we call that one the corn harvest. And as Deborah said, we have a video that shows you how to pollinate. But in addition, if you uh, get the corn harvest pot, you get a uh, an activity guide that talks about how corn is pollinated and walks you through the step-by-step process of pollinating your corn. And it talks about, um, you know, if you were to dissect a little ear of or a little kernel of corn, you know, where the corn embryo is and how it grows and where it stores food. And so it's a, it's a complete learning experience. How do 
so cool. It's pretty fun. My I had my brother-in-law in the beta test group. I mean, this is a 50-year-old man who couldn't get over the fact that he was growing corn in his backyard and it was edible and it, it was the real thing. He was very excited. So I, I think no matter how old you are, if you've never grown corn, this is a, a really fun project. Yeah. We did peanuts last year too with the beta testers, but I the problem with peanuts is that they're boring. You don't do anything with them all summer. And I think- you know, people were excited to harvest peanuts at the end of the year, but mostly they just looked at this weird plant growing in their pot, and it, it just didn't have the um, the appeal that the corn had. Had yeah. no wow factor. Had no wow factor. <laughs> yeah. Until yeah. until yeah. October, then it was pretty exciting. Yeah. And yeah. It's it, it's so low water. Peanuts are so low water that not only is there not much to do, but you can't plant other things in with them. Right. So like we can do a tomato in a pot and then you can put basil around it and that's fun. And that gives you, you know, lots to look at, but a peanut grown by itself in a pot was just, <laughs> our beta testers were not impressed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. So did you ever think that at this point in your lives, you'd be doing this? No, but I, you know, I was telling Deborah when I think must've been the end of the last season and we have a little hoop house, which is like a greenhouse, but it's not a heavy duty structure. It's um, if for your listeners that don't know, a greenhouse is usually shaped like a house, straight sides, angled roof and a hoop house literally is a series of hoops covered with plastic and that helps protect the, um, the plants. So we have a hoop house on uh, somebody else's property and they don't have running water. And so we have to go down to a pond and start a pump and pump water. And it's a, it's a pump that is activated a lot like starting a lawnmower. First, we have to fill it with gas and then we have to pull the cord and it pulls water out of this spring fed pond and it pumps it up probably a quarter of a mile to a thousand gallon tank that's up by the hoop house. And the, the whole thing is kind of crazy. But I said to Deborah somewhere around late October, I was like, you know, my 13-year-old self would be so proud of me right now. You know, my 13-year-old self would never have been excited about me sitting in a windowless office typing on a laptop. But my 13-year-old self would think this is pretty cool. So I, I am very happy about where we are now. Yeah, we, we were standing up to our knees in mud one last spring <laughs> at one point. And we said, still beats a day at the office. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. Even a bad day is still a good day. Yes, it is, and, it is. And that's why this is such a great field to be in because every pot we deliver is bringing joy to somebody else too. It's not mm -hmm. just a business, it's, it's lovely. And during the pandemic, I think it's been phenomenal for people. Because mm -hmm. you all provided something that people did not have to go out and get and you you provided it in a package that was awesome right you know that was awesome so do you see yourself with a broader reach in the dmv as far as delivering and coming out do you have enough plant material to say yes we can do that or are you still staying kind of small to be safe no, and the plant material, so we are, have several local suppliers. We have growers who grow for us. I mean, we grow it on, we get it as a small plant, 
but we pick up a lot of things from local growers. So the supply is not that limited. Um, our storage space at this point is somewhat limited. We would need, we're, we're going to overflow the hoop house this year, I think, and have things on our decks and our patios uh, ourselves to keep them away from the deer a little bit as we're getting ready. But it, it turns over very quickly uh, the way we, we run the business. So that's not really the limiting factor. It is our time and trying to get to a point where we can afford to hire, like I said, a driver and a truck and have somebody doing that end of it so that we can be focused on the other end of it. That would be our next goal, so. Right, we deliver to 15 miles around Rockville now, but we aren't getting down into DC because at that point you get into traffic and you get into parking situations and it takes twice as long. You know, I mean, I can zip over to Silver Spring or I can get to Arlington in a lot less time than trying to get down to, you know, the middle of the district. So but you can ship. We can ship our anything. Well, are those two kits because we can put them in a box and right. those we can ship. We can't ship our planters. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's somebody okay. out there who has has an idea for how to plant, how to ship an already planted planter, because that's <laughs> If we're just going to ship the plants and the soil and the pots, we're no different than anybody else. Exactly. Good point. Point very well taken. Now, as women, um, if a if you saw a child, male or female, doesn't matter, and they showed a a slight interest in gardening, how would you encourage them to pursue it as a career? I'll, okay, I'll take that one. <laughs> We're staring at each other through Zoom going, yeah. Um, well, first of all, if you have a slight interest, I'd say take um, classes. If you're, let's say if you're in high school, you there are a lot of high schools that offer some kind of a horticulture or biology program because you want to know the basics of plants. You want to know how they are fertilized. You want to understand how they grow. You want to understand the difference between a monocot and a dicot. You really want to get the science in there. That's important. Um, if you want to go to college, I think there are a lot of really great schools in the country that offer college degrees in that sort of thing. But if you want to go into a two-year program, like Deborah and I did, I mean, we both had degrees, but we went back and got this certificate at Montgomery College. Um, they have this excellent program. There are also a lot of opportunities if you want to work, say, at a, um, at a greenhouse or if you want to work at a garden center so you can get experience and see if this really is something that you enjoy. It, it's not a clean and tidy world that we live in. Um, you spend a lot of time in the hottest of hot days and the coldest of cold days. So you have to want to be outside. So working at a garden center is an excellent experiment um, to test it out. And, and it also, you're just going to learn so much being there about the business side of it and the plant side, because it's not just the plants. You really, if you want to be in business, you need to know the business side and the plant side, or you're going to limit yourself right off the bat. Nice. And if you're a little kid, if you're still, um, I, I told Deborah once, my aha moment came when I was three years old and I went to vacation Bible school and they had us plant bird seed in Dixie cups to stimulate, to simulate the rushes. 
And then we took those, you know, the little plastic babies you get in a king cake at, mm -hmm. at uh, Mardi Gras. We took the little baby and we put it in the Dixie cup and it was Moses in the bulrushes. And I was like, this is my world. And so, so starting a little kid, I mean, any little kid with any tiny thing that they can grow is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I know you've been playing with microgreens. That is the super easiest thing you could ever grow because you just put some soil in a little tray and you sprinkle the seeds on top and you put them in a baggie so that they have a mini greenhouse. And a week later, you've got plants that are big enough to eat. So that's a great way to start any small person off with gardening. And a great that conversation a, starter too. Yeah, that was a great thing for my kids. Is, you know, they won't eat vegetables, but they would walk through my garden and pull the green beans right off the vine and eat right. them when they were little. And when it's microgreens and it's that quick, they can plant them and see them grow. Right. Um, one thing that I did with my kids, because I wanted to be outside in my free time working in my garden and to keep them busy, I took one of those little plastic um, sandboxes you know, that you can buy. It looks like a little turtle. Only I punched holes in the bottom and put gardening soil in it and let my kids have their own garden. So when I was out there planting in my garden, they were playing in their garden. Now, my son used his little toy bulldozer and knocked everything <laughs> over, but, <laughs> but he got them started in the garden while I was in the garden and he wasn't knocking over my plants. Exactly, exactly. That is too cool though. Now, yeah. what would you tell someone, you know, there's the great uh, resignation going on, you know, people are resigning, people have decided to really follow their path, just like you ladies did. What would you tell a seasoned person, even if they don't want, don't want to take up gardening as a career, but as something that uh, is good for them mentally, as well as physically, what would you tell them? I would say you can start small. You don't, that's why a garden in a pot is such a great thing. It's, it's a little space. Um, you can do shade or if you have a little bit of sun, you can even grow some vegetables and some herbs. It's very relaxing. It's very rewarding. Um, and like I said, it's easy to swap things out, you know, save the perennials and particularly I'm a big proponent of native perennials in your yard get the things out there for the wildlife and then keep the pretty and fancy things in your pot. And it's very heartwarming and it's easy and you don't have to obsess over maintaining it. Um, it, it's, it gets you outside even just to sit on your deck and admire what you've done. Um, and that's a great blessing sometimes. Yeah. So we have something um, that we created specifically to encourage guys who might think they want a garden, but they're not sure, or they don't want to be, they don't, I don't know. If, if they don't think gardening is their thing, we developed a line of what we call cocktail herbs. And they're all herbs that are particularly nice in cocktails. And the website also has recipes for cocktails that use the thyme and the rosemary and the sage and we partnered with a distillery, so it encourages you to use their spirits and our, our herbs. But so if you're thinking about dabbling in some kind of gardeny thing, this is a win-win because you can grow your herbs, you can have the best cocktails in town, and um, 
be an expert in two different worlds at the same time. And have a pretty pot of green things growing that you can yep. sit and admire. Because <laughs> yep. herbs are all great <laughs> ideas. They, they're great. They're great. So would you also think that you could send the kit? Um, you know, a lot of people are, are not in the, in the right mental place right now. Is, is your kit something that gives people something to look forward to? I think that's one of the wonderful things about gardening is that um, it creates patience because everything takes a little time. There is a little bit of Zen to it where you plant something and you can sit and just quietly stare at it and meditate on it and watch it slowly change over the next few days or weeks. It's, it's quiet and gentle. And if you take care of it, it will love you back and reward you by blooming or growing or thriving. And even if you only have one plant, that's perfectly fine. You know, I mean, you don't need to be somebody with a garden or a house full of plants or a giant yard. You can have one plant that brings you joy. And I, I think that's a wonderful thing. And there are a lot of plants that are super easy. I mean, if you're into succulents or cacti or orchids, I mean, a lot of people think orchids are tough, but really they're the cactus of the jungle world. And I, they're, I think one plant is perfectly fine. Yeah. You, start, you start getting into plants and it's a whole world. And that's a really nice thing too. I mean, there are podcasts like this, wonderful things you can listen to, share, share garden enthusiasts. There's also just beautiful videos. We often have a video attached to our newsletter that's just very zen. You can look at landscapes for a few minutes and it, I find it wonderful. And I think once you start getting into gardening, you meet a wonderful world of people too. Mm, true. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. true. Well, I'm excited. Uh, when can people order the bulb uh, planter? Right now. The, no, bulbs, no, the bulbs are not up. Uh, oh, yeah, it did go on the web. Yeah. Okay, okay, that, that. And uh, the microgreens, is that still available? They're, they should be available all year long. It's one of the few things that will not change. It will be available all year. The bulbs will be short-lived. You know, once once they're gone, they're gone. Um, but the microgreen seeds are something we can continue to get. That's going to be great because that means people can send microgreens for Mother's Day, Father's yep. Day. That's oh, not thank bad. Thank you for suggesting that. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, because, you know, people are always running around, like trying to find something that every gardener probably already has because they probably already got it for themselves. And here you've got a microgreens kit. And they open. I personally bought one. You guys know that it was perfectly packaged. And in my opinion, it's like wrap that box, put a card on it, put, you know, in the mail <laughs> and boom, somebody's going to go, oh, wow. And instead of going, oh, now I got to run to the store and get soil. Everything was right there. Yeah, really. You All you need to add is water. Right. I mean, that is truly it. And it comes with a link to watch uh, the the instructional video. So you get our page of instructions with that, but you get the video also. So you can watch somebody talk about the whole thing and the bulbs will be exactly the same where it'll come with an instructional sheet, but it will also come with a link to a video. So you can watch somebody put the whole thing together and talk about bulbs. Okay. That's so. a good thing. 
Well, I'm so glad you all are in my area. I wish I was back in Montgomery County though, but it's okay. <laughs> you all ship, so I'm good. Yeah, we ship, we ship. And we're coming. We're, we're determined. We'll yep. get we'll get further out. Okay. We're I'm working on it. Counting on it because why not? And as we get busier and as the workplace continues to change and um people, you know, taking kids to soccer, the world is getting back to that uber busy place in my opinion now that you most people have probably become addicted to gardening they're going to want someone that's going to come and install that so when they come home they can sit down with that cocktail and go oh huh, then that plant will look good <laughs> <laughs> so why not you know why not thank you for joining me and how can people find you we are online Garden Spots with a little hyphen in the middle, garden-spots.com. And you'll find everything there, including a contact form for us and links to all everything that we have available and signing up for our newsletter. Everything is right there. So one other thing I can offer to your um, listeners is we have an infographic uh, that covers the basics of taking care of a planter from water to fertilize to prune to maintenance in general. Um, if anybody is interested in the infographic, they can just reach us at info at garden-spots.com and we'll, we'll be happy to send them the uh, infographic. Well, thank you all so much for joining me. Aren't they just too cool? Thank you so much, ladies, for being. Thank you for setting an example for this and the next generation to have a dream and fertilize it, water it, and make it grow. In the meantime, I'd like to share a poem with you. The name of this poem is Swings by Effie Lee Newsom. A spider swung into the air upon a silver swing. My swing is rope and has a seat, and out I sweep with lifted feet. It's such an easy thing. No easier than the spider's sway on bits of web and float away. Much farther than my rope swing goes, all over gardens, sweet with rose. I'm certain I would like to try some strange way to speed through sky. In rope swings, you just go and come straight back to where you started from. Oh, how true that is. Well, I don't have a rope swing, but I do have an antique glider. And I cannot wait for the season to come into full bloom so I can sit outside and glide in my garden. I'd like to thank you for being patient with me. It's an interesting year yet again. Black Flora is available on pre-order and straight out ordering now. I am ecstatic to be able to present this to the world. I'm also ecstatic to be able to present Another book I co-wrote with Kathy Jentz, The Urban Garden, 101 Ways to Grow Food and Beauty in the City.
Well, if you walk around the city now, you'll see a lot of urban gardens. With this book, you can imagine the possibilities. We provided enough inspiration to keep you eternally thinking about what you can do in your garden, no matter how big or small. Check these books out today. You can follow me, cottageinthecourt.com, Instagram and Twitter, Cottage in Court, Facebook, Cottage in the Court. And I recently wrote an article on Medium. Have a wonderful, wonderful March. Celebrate a woman, a woman-owned business, a woman who's trying to start a business, or even women who write books. Enjoy.